0: In my throat, boss. Nash, boss. Nash. Hello, uh, ooh, I suppose I stole it about there, really. Shouldn't I? Mm. <clears throat> Do you want to introduce it? Am I? Yes, <laughs> okay. This briefing is from file A56 7W. Classified top secret subject is Hey, kids, comics, comic books, an art form early alive. We can rebuild them. We have the technology. Digital downloads, and bookstore penetration, which sounds a bit rude. We can make them better than they were before. Better Welcome to this, our final Hey Kids comics ever. Ever? I don't know about that, I was just teasing our audience oh, there. Okay. It's after right. <laughs> you got all panicky then.
1: What? You were like, whatever.
0: Oh. Yeah, I don't get to sit in my ass and watch TV. <laughs> well, we're not watching TV anymore, we're going back to doing regular comics after this. This is the final Hey Kids comics, Couch Potato. Right. Is what I meant to say. Sorry, I, I nearly know. gave Michael a heart attack, He thought we were packing the show in. Yeah. Um, Now, some of you may be breathing a sigh of relief over this news, and some of you may mourn it's passing and want us to do more. But if you don't get in touch, we'll never know. So you need to tell us whether you enjoyed it or not. Uh, Next week... Oh, I'll tell you about next week at the end of this week's episode. Um, It is that time, however, when all good podcasts have to say stuff like... It costs to put the show on the air, so I put a PayPal button on the web page, and if you want to leave us a tip in the tip jar, you can do. That'd be great. It cost if you money? don't. Yes, it costs us money. How oh, does it cost us money? We have to pay to house the podcasts. Do they? Yes. Well, I say we. I mean me. Well, yeah. <laughs> They'll see you putting your hand in your pocket. Uh, anyway, so if you want to leave us a tip, other than don't eat yellow snow, that would be lovely. Wait, what? Think about it. However, the other episodes in this series and the other comic book episodes we have done are all still available at apleyland.podomatic.com. It's like Gokwa dot <laughs> com. So check them out. I am of course I'm your host, Andrew Leyland. And I am Michael Leyland. And in many ways we have saved the first till last. Hmm? Did you like that? That little play on words. It's very good, yeah. The first till last. Okay, okay. Um, yes, two count them. Two! episodes of The Adventures of Superman. Look, if this was Superman's costume, he'd be wearing it, wouldn't he? Maybe he took it off on account kind of he wanted to be the other guy. What are you talking about? You know, everybody figures Superman is really two guys. When he isn't being Superman, he's being the other guy. Last night, he was being the other guy. You know what this is worth, if it's his? Yeah, plenty. And what are we waiting for? Where are you going? I'm going to check that apartment at the Standish Arms and see who lives there. The first episode we have picked tonight, I say tonight, I mean it's not tonight as we record this is it? Yeah. It's this morning, mm-hmm. this afternoon, yeah this, this afternoon and for you it could be whenever, I don't know when you listen to this, drip. Uh But the first one we've chosen is episode 13 from season 1, The Stolen Costume, written by Ben Freeman. And directed by Lee Rowlam Sholem, it was one of <laughs> that's, that was his nickname. <laughs> that's Shulham. true. That yeah. It was one of a block of episodes filmed from August twenty fourth, nineteen fifty one, and aired in the U S. December twelfth, nineteen fifty two. The DVDs for these are dirt cheap. Um, I paid six quid for a full season of this, so they're not expensive. So if you've never checked them out but you want to, and I do heartily recommend them, particularly early black and white seasons. Um, In another example of Warner's not wanting my money, this is a recurring theme, isn't it? Those kind people. Those kind people at Warner's, yeah. Season five and six have never been released over here. At all. At all. So, the internet furry brought me season five. Fair enough. And about six episodes of season six. I've not been able to find the rest of season six yet. But, you know, maybe they'll actually get off their ass and release them properly. That would be nice. Anyway, (coughs) pop in... Your DVD of The Adventures of Superman Season 1, oh, which watch is watch it you on your computer? I have done. Or oh, watch it on your computer. You've still got to put it in your DVD player, though, haven't I mean, you? Yeah. Unless, Unless you've got it, right it download a video. Unless or you've got it as a legal download. You naughty, naughty people. Nudge. Wink, wink, say no more. I can't say anything um, All my views. Shut up. <laughs> <off, laughs> internet furry isn't real. Uh, find the correct disc. I have no idea what it is, because I've put the disc box over the other side of the room, and find episode 13, entitled The Stolen Costume, and I am pressing play now. Superman. Um, generally regarded as one of the finest examples of the golden age of television, The Adventures of Superman, for which this is it... Um, started filming on July 30th, 1951 on Superman and the Mole Man a theatrical short that would later be edited into two parts and aired as the first series season, sorry, final episode production on the series proper started in late August 1951 my mum wasn't even born then but the episodes wouldn't err until February 9th, 1953, according to Superman from Serial to Serial by Gary Grossman, although Wikipedia has the initial air date as September 19, 1952, with the episode Superman on Earth, which is a reasonably faithful retelling of Superman's origins, although Jonathan and Martha Kent are called Eben and Sarah Kent. <laughs> the series started its UK run, 23rd of February 1956, known simply as Superman. Superman shows all seem to get renamed over here. Lois and Clark was simply called The New Adventures of Superman. Um, Smallville was retitled on initial screens as Smallville Superman The Early Years. I don't understand that. The opening credits are pretty iconic for this. It's pretty much where truth, justice and all that stuff comes from. All the rest of it was ripped off from the radio show. Faster than a speeding bullet. Blah, blah, blah. Look up in the sky. Uh, the episode starts... It's not in the best of quality, this episode, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's quite grainy, isn't it? I didn't get this first bit. Why not? I don't know, it just sounds like a guy whistling It's supposed to be the police chasing him, but it's very yeah. cheap. I know, they'll only explain that later. Uh, the episode starts with the old serial standby, the newspaper clipping, brings his viewers up to speed, with a plot that starts with a shootout. Now, for some reason, under coincidence of plot... The robber, who was mentioned in the newspaper articles, has ended up in Clark Kent's apartment and stumbled upon his Superman costume. And Two problems with this. Yeah. Go on. And he just takes the Superman costume. Yeah, he just takes the Superman. He wouldn't bother stealing anything else mm. from Clark's apartment. Two problems with that. One, why is Clark not wearing it under his clothes like he normally does? However, mm-hmm. to be fair to the writers of this episode, that is actually explained later. Uh, it was a lot more wrinkled in the faraway shots than in the inserts, wasn't it? Yeah. What happens here? The copper shoots him from behind as he rounds a corner, right? Mm-hmm. Shoots him, but he falls as if he's been shot on the opposite side from where the cop was. Yeah. And then where did the copper go? The policeman just seemed to disappear. He saw a donut thief. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, I do like that these opening moments play out in silence. Uh, this was accused of being a radio show for TV, but they couldn't really do this as a radio play. Not no. without narration, because there's no dialogue. Anyway, um, they do explain why he's not wearing the suit later on in the episode. It was medical day at the Daily Planet. <laughs> so to his Superman costume would have been a bit silly. But later on, it establishes that he keeps it in a hidden closet yeah. at the back of his wardrobe. Why was it not shut? It was. Oh, the guy leaned on it, didn't he? Yeah. Right. Okay, I missed a bit though. In the three, three or four times I've watched this, because I like this episode. <laughs> He's been shot. Yeah, well done, woman. <laughs> I do love the fifties. People just sat around reading. Yeah. Don't do that anymore. Do th- What's he talking about? Is this, how should I know? It's like in black and white. You're still blonde. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like that. His name's T-ball, which is a great name. Uh, so cut to a very thin George Reeves Playing this for all it's worth To be fair It's a real shame he hated playing this part Because he did such a great job with it He hated playing Clark Kent He hated Martin Martin. playing Superman oh, okay. he, he had it in his contract According to Marty Pascal In a podcast I was listening to That he could burn one of the Superman costumes At the end of every season Nice Yeah, you know. I find it deeply ironic that he wanted to be a serious actor and didn't like this role yet it's in this role not any of the serious stuff that he did that he's achieved immortality mm. it's quite a shame really um, I don't think actors are always very ungrateful when they achieve success there's nothing in Reeves' back catalogue that points towards him becoming a huge star as a serious actor I mean he was in his 40s when he started doing Superman yeah So, you would have thought if he was going to make it by that point, he would have done. I do like here that Superman refuses a cigarette. Mm. Already teaching kids not to smoke. So, he'll show Candy his secret closet. Yeah. And Candy's a very unusual name for a P.I. (laughs) But at least he looks the part. He does look like a private detective. So, what were we missing? I can't tell you. I can't get it. That's that's the end of that. Yeah. Clark is maddeningly vague about what's stolen why doesn't he just say he's stolen some clothing that's very valuable mm. and why can't Clark dust for prints himself or use his x-ray vision to lift the prints off I didn't get that right so you're going to go dust on the switch now that, that Clark's, Clark's just, just pressed. pressed yeah well then the guy didn't leave a fingerprint on it he leaned on it didn't he with his hand was it I thought he went on with his elbow well we can't rewind it now yeah. which is a shame What? Did he? Oh, we have it on good authority that press, he pressed on it in his hand. So that's fair enough. Clark lives at the Standish Arms apartment in the comics. He lives at 344 Clinton. And you knew that, did you? I knew that he lived at 344 Clinton, yeah, without looking it up. Yeah, I thought that. I thought I don't think he lives there with Lois. I think he lives somewhere else. Mm. Probably something like Seagull Apartments so. <laughs> or something like that. You know, the name of the dude who lives there. I don't know the name of the dude who lives there. I just stumbled yeah. upon his apartment. I just stumbled in by accident. I didn't plan on going there. T ball. <laughs> <laughs> How would he know the number? Don't know. Unless he stood outside and counted the windows going <laughs> up. <laughs> I suppose he could do that. My favourite game count the apartments in a hotel. He's nice and let him die in our apartment yeah and then we're going to have to explain that to the police and the coroner I got a stiff in my hotel Are you a prostitute sir? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh so he did know the number through some strange fluke and now he's dead and now he's dead and he's just expelled all his bodily wastes all over the setting because <laughs> that's what you do when you die mm-hmm. brilliant So he's told him what apartment he was in, so I don't know how he got to know that. Just by dumb luck, I guess. Is this the bit where she says he must have been the other guy? Yeah. Everyone knows that when Superman's not been Superman, he's been the other guy. How does everybody know that? No. How is that, why has he made that common knowledge that he's another guy? he says, uh, well, I have a secret identity. And you're wearing pink underpants, Lois. <laughs> like pink very much, Lois. <laughs> it was secret in a secret closet. closet. So he's just come out of the closet. I do like <laughs> this bit, where she tries to burn the suit, and it doesn't burn. And he tries to cut it, and it doesn't cut. You see this bit here? It's on account of he wanted to be the other guy. I do like that when how many people in this show smoke and when she tried to set fire to that suit then you have to, she had to be really careful not to actually set fire to it. Mm. The like implication, George Neuse would jump out and, hit <laughs> and beat her up. <laughs> Only he gets to do that. Yeah. Uh, the implication here is the suit is super strong as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's the same as the comics of the time. Ace and Connie figure out who Clark Kent is. Jimmy Lokes and Perry have never made the connection despite having much more clues found out that the fingerprints on the switch belong to you, Clark. So you stole your own suit. Don't touch down. found out. Yeah. The, the picture quality on this one, there's a form of scratches, this film. I thought they cleaned this up for DVD release. Mm. Although, like I so say, this is older than my mum. Yeah. So, yeah, this was made in 1951. How it? It was made in 1951. I'm sure you can work it out from there. You've been a maths genius. The first series was the best of the run. I think. There's just something incredibly fun about the approach to Superman in these early shows. Criminals frequently don't know who he is mm. when he shows up. And he quite happily punches them in the face, presumably causing mass brain damage <laughs> in the process. Um, Superman Clark Kent was played by George Reeves in a perfect piece of casting for the time. Reeves' Superman is a friend to children and the innocent, but takes no crap from criminals. Is Clark Kent a hard-boiled news reporter with none of this mild-mannered nonsense, despite what the opening credits say? Uh, The first season had my personal favourite live-action Lois Lane in the guise of actress Phyllis Coates. Coates' Lois is equally no-nonsense, a far harder, more cynical and tougher Lois than Noelle Neal, who took over the role from season two. Unfortunately, you don't get to know that, because I've picked an episode that doesn't have Lois Lane in it. Fair enough. Which is a bit silly of me. Right, I don't... No, this episode does not have Lois Lane in it. I don't get this, but she saw Clark Kent outside. Yeah, but she didn't know that was Clark Kent. She's gone to Clark Kent's apartment. She doesn't know what Clark looks like. Candy's in the apartment. She thinks he's Clark. Yeah, yeah, Candy. Stay here in my apartment whilst I go out and leave you. Hmm. Over here, according to the Encyclopedia of TV Science Fiction by Roger Fulton, episodes were shown at random. So we got Noel Neill before we got Phyllis Coates that must have been really confusing to people we've got to figure this out (laughs) the criminals are smarter than Perry White Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen none of whom were in this one Mm. at all Um, I do like the mood lighting and the shadows it's like the twilight zone there's a lot of stuff conveyed through the lighting the monochromatic cinematography is exceptional especially given that this was shot pretty fast and pretty cheap Anything the mug? Yeah, dead people. <laughs> For PR, you're not very good. I do like that he's in a phone booth, but obviously you can't change. Yeah. Because he's not got his Superman outfit. And because he's not got his Superman outfit, Superman's burly in this episode, mm-hmm. yet it's all about him. Yeah. Do you think this is where Lois and Clark got some of its inspiration from as well? Because Superman was very rarely in that. Yeah, that but I like this where Lois and Clark is dull. First season of Lewis Clark's very good. Okay. And then it goes downhill quite rapidly after the first <laughs> season, to be honest with you. So they're breaking into Clark Kent's apartment. Yeah. With Candy still on the side. It is Candy still? I thought Candy had just left. Did he? Yeah. Well, no, all Clark phoned him. Yeah, Clark phoned him. That's what you get when we're not watching it instead of talking all over it. Mm. I look really like that he's smart enough to put a pair of gloves on. Yeah. They're actually not terribly dense, these criminals, until a bit later on. They do get a bit dense a bit later on. But they figured out where Clark Kent lives, based on very flimsy information. they figured out that Clark Kent must be Superman, again, based on very flimsy information. They're a lot brighter than uh, Inspector Henderson, who again isn't in this episode bit of a shame really you picked a good episode for the character I picked a good episode for showcasing the ensemble yes given that of the regular cast only George Reeves is in it yeah well did you like George Reeves as Superman um I prefer Christopher Reeves well everybody prefers Christopher Reeves yeah well he was alright I quite like him I quite like his Clark Kent his Clark Kent's very um no nonsense. Again, an awful lot of this is played out here without dialogue, mm. which is quite good because they're obviously differentiating between radio and television drama at this point. I don't know if this one was based on a radio show episode, because quite a lot of them were. For the second time in our Couch Potato podcast, somebody's planting an explosive. Well it doesn't take 40 minutes to do Only, Yeah, <laughs> in this episode, unlike the Spider-Man one in last week's show, this doesn't take 40 minutes to do Unless he's just generally more competent than Dr. Moon. Yeah. That's my thinking. Oh Yeah, it was last week for all these people, wasn't it? Yes. The magic of podcasting, for them, it was last week's episode. For us, it was ten minutes ago. For us, it was twenty minutes ago, yeah. <laughs> it feels longer, though, mm. because of that Spider-Man episode. they're just waiting mm-hmm. for the bomb to blow up. No, they're going to set off the bomb, aren't they? Are they? Oh, I thought they've, they've set it on a trigger wire, haven't they? Yeah. This back lot apparently isn't there anymore. Is it not? No, apparently it's been levelled. So enough. this doesn't exist. so you can't actually go and visit this set anymore. Yeah. I do love this. He doesn't look anything like Superman, but he must look different when he's got the costume on. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy gold. She's going to die of lung cancer before this episode's <laughs> up, given the amount that she smokes. Has Candy got a key? No, he hasn't, because he rings the bell. I love Candy. We never saw Candy again. Not. No, he's out in, in another episode, which is a shame. Why would he go into his secret closet if he's not got anything in it? Or has he rigged it just on his bedroom? I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know. No, he doesn't have a TV. Oh, yeah. A TV show. Where he doesn't have a television. But he does in the next episode. Well, that was a year later. Oh, okay. Or two years later in terms of filming. Yeah. He filmed these in 1951 and the next batch in 1953. Maybe it bought a TV. Yes, he bought a TV in between. Or maybe they gave him one for free because he's on telly. Yeah. <laughs> That's possible. He gets possible. to watch himself. Yeah. He gets, how's he supposed to keep his identity a secret then? <laughs> Damn! didn't think this through. I'll just go and get in touch with the Stargate guys. See yeah, how they did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Candy, don't open the secret closet. <laughs> hey, get! This fits cool. For limited budget and special effects, that's really quite good. He blows a nice big hole in Clark Kent's apartment. How's he going to explain that? Some guys just bombed my house. Yeah, it happens a lot in Metropolis, yeah. it's alright, it's on your insurance. I'm a major metropolitan newspaper. I do like that his hose messed up as well. Yeah. That's just a nice little touch that I quite like. Is his clothes, his regular clothes, super strong as well? I don't know. They don't seem to be damaged at all. They don't seem to be damaged, no. Which is fair enough. How's he going to clean that up? The big hole in his wall. Mm. I do think men should go back to wearing fedoras. <laughs> do you not know think? Well, I think men look cool in fedoras. But bunch of chaps walking around, hands down their pants, wearing fedoras. Yeah. yeah. Fedoras? What Indiana Jones was. Uh-huh. That's a fedora. I think I am Mr. Campbell. so they still think it's Candy don't they mm. which is quite clever really because that's the thing that trips them up they still think that Candy's Clark Candy Clark is an actress <laughs> she's in uh, Blue Thunder okay. I think is that Nancy Allen I may be getting confused They've got his costume hidden, they said. Now, they're a bit stupid here. Yeah? Despite being smart enough to piece all of this together and work all of this out on their own, they've got the big secret in the palm of their hands. And they don't have to pose it. And, but other than that, he wants us to come over there. Yeah, okay, Mr. Kent, I'll come back to the scene of the crime and meet you with the stolen item. Huh? <laughs> and then he says, Candy, get out! <laughs> My like, God, you gotta feel really sorry for Candy in this. He's doing his level best to help him, and Clark's giving him no help whatsoever with what he's stolen. All respect, no. Get out of Candy. Okay. I hope he didn't notice his fist though, where he punched himself. So Candy leaves, and our two illustrious criminals, still thinking that Candy is Superman. No, it's this bit where they say, that doesn't look like him, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Take him away. So I've left him up there on the roll. So, uh, you sound different on the phone. (laughs) Well, I look different in the Superman costume, so it's, it's not stretching it that I could sound different on the phone, I suppose. They just three seats in front of the car. Yeah, they have them. Big long seat. This is good. We changed into Superman he's not in his costume. I almost reenacted that in Superman Returns. Nice big grainy line down the film stock there. I do like that Candy's unflappable. Yeah. I think he's a pretty cool character. Candy P.I. I'd watch that show especially if they set it in the fifties so the clever thing here as well is Clark's been able to follow them back to their apartment we haven't had a zoom in on which window they're in here he comes Superman music playing apparently when George Reeves burst through that door on the first take I love that it didn't break properly and he hurt himself didn't seem to put himself off doing it again Um, I do love that he put his candy on the jaw Hopefully, not breaking his jaw in the process. And then when Ace fires point blank at him, he just smiles at him. He's not even making any effort to hide that he's Superman at this point, is he? Make Natch. Natch. Turkey. Okay. Turkey. Speak English. <laughs> English, dude. I'm a reporter. I'm not a crook. I don't talk like you. you Superman racket. I love the dialogue in this. Mm. Won't I will not bet on that, mate. I really wouldn't bet on that. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I love that Superman threatens them and then takes them to the middle of nowhere. How how you get into it. Oh, dear, mate. Now... Some might say that Superman leaves them here, hoping they'll try to escape and they'll kill themselves. Yeah, that's what I reckon. Problem solved. I would never think that. But it's hard to think of a Superman post-1940s that would have done this. Does he not have a fortress of solitude in this? I don't, know. I don't think so. I do love finding something <laughs> gonna leave you here, on the top of this big mountain in the middle of the Arctic. Uh, don't move. Don't worry if you freeze to death. Now, what are we I'm Look, rocks in the middle of the Antarctic. To start to start to he he Maybe attacking the Antarctic. Maybe just left them in Canada. All right, could have been worse. It could have took them to the moon. You no, wait, Leave them on the JLA watchtower. <laughs> Now, this bit's great. So Superman's just left them. And they decide, against what he's told them, they're going to climb down a bunch of rocks. So they've been incredibly smart. Not just rocks, but ice. Ice and snowy rocks. And he's lying on his back like a turtle that can't get (laughs) up. Um, Here we go. Saying bye-bye to Ace. Oh, no, he makes it down this bit, doesn't Mm -hmm. he? And then he gets the girl... You've both got at the same time. Yeah, he gets the girl to help him. She doesn't seem terribly committed. Oh, did he bring them some suitcases? Yeah. Oh, he did. He brought him some extra clothes. That's big of him. She's doing this in I high heels. Which <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> comedy gold. Serves so right for not dressing properly. Always dress appropriately when rock climbing is the moral of this story. Oh, when Superman tells you to. Oh, when Superman tells you to, yes. Yeah, so I always do what Superman tells you to. the reason I don't smoke. Uh, Superman told me not to. And there we go. Both of them fall to the DEATH. Let me get this tree, boy. you want That's right. And the guy it yeah, I killed him. <laughs> <And the wolf laughs> <lost his> <laughs> he doesn't seem too broke at all, does he? <laughs> no. He <laughs> fell off a cliff! <laughs> yeah, a cliff that you left them on top of! Oh, dear. oh but, um... Because <laughs> they stole his costume so they knew he was Superman. So Superman's not taking any gum. Oh, comedy gold. I like that episode. Mm. What do you think? Because you, you've never watched an Adventures of Superman before, have you? No. A 50s one. You've watched them with me, haven't you? What did you think of that? I got that one. Did you like the episode generally? Yeah. See, I picked that one deliberately for that ending, because I wanted to know what you thought of that ending, because mm. you're used to Superman being goody-goody Superman. Oh, that's, yeah. And there's a Superman who punches people in the jaw, smashes through people's doors with no consideration for Miranda rights or and due process, and leaves them on a cliff. I do quite like Superman that kills bad guys without exactly killing them. Yeah, because you can argue that. He told them not to do he it. He told them not to leave. Mm. It's their own fault. <laughs> oh, comedy, comedy gold. We like that episode. That gets a big thumbs up from us, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, we're going to take a quick break, and I'll plug somebody else's podcast while I put in the other DVD, and we'll be right Bye. back. Gathered Together. dedicated to covering all aspects of the superman legend featuring the thrilling adventures of superman golden age superman the superman fan podcast superman in the bronze age from crisis to crisis a superman podcast superman forever radio the superman vidcast the world's best podcast the sfr daily planet and radio kale from supermanhomepage.com as well as the audio dramas superman last son of krypton and Supergirl Last Daughter of Krypton from Pendant Audio Production. Join hosts... Michael Bradley. John Wilson. Billy Hogan. Charlie Niemeyer. Jeffrey Taylor. Michael Bailey. J. David Weeder, Kamin Stoll. I'm Isaac. I'm Adam. Dave Eunice and co-host Scotty V. At supermanpodcastnetwork.com. Superman! Superman! Over here, Professor. I'm just watching it. Your eyes probably do a better job of it than the telescope. It stopped moving now. Well, it's turned from its course and it's starting to burn again. You can't see it move because now it's coming straight toward us. Straight... Straight toward Metropolis? Excuse me, Professor. I've got a date in outer space. Now, don't try it, Superman. Maybe I can knock it off its course. Now, listen, they've got spectroscopic photos in there and we can't even identify the minerals and gases in that asteroid. So... Your powers may have no control over them. Here on Earth, yes, but suppose that's made of kryptonite or some other unknown element from cosmic space which even you can't handle. That's just a chance we'll have to take. Look, it's starting to fall now. It's picking up speed. Goodbye, Professor. Chance, that's all it is. Just a chance. It may cost the world a terrible price. Superman. From our little fourth sabbatical there, where we urinated and had a drink and played a podcast trailer for another fine and exciting podcast. Did you enjoy that podcast trailer, Anya? Yeah. Did you enjoy it, Michael? Yeah, sure. Excellent. Good. I'm glad that you're <laughs> very happy. So we have popped in our second DVD for our second episode in our Adventures of Superman Double Bill. Second episode It's not Superman there. in Exile. It has Lois Lane it. does have Lois Lane in it, but not Phyllis Coates, alas. It's generally considered to be a classic. Panic in the Sky is written by Jackson Gillis and directed by Tommy Carr. It aired in the US on the 5th of December 1953 and was incredibly influential. Title used for a multi part arc in the Superman comics of the 90s, as well as been retold as an issue of World's Finest in 1954. It was also remade, partially, as an episode of Superboy and as an episode of Lois and Clark. The title was also used for an episode of Justice League Unlimited, but I don't think the episode actually had much to do with this one. Mm. We're pressing play now. There oh, you go, and it is actually playing. Uh, they've changed the credits for season two. Albeit, subtly. But they've still changed the credits. Very iconic set of opening credits. Mm. What do you think of these, Anya? Mm-hmm. Do you not really care about opening credits? Not really. I think you should. I just care about the film. Look up in the sky. Is it a bird or is it a plane? No. It's, it's Superman. Superman. They, they, they've cut off his feet. Well, yes. They've cut off his feet. <laughs> Which is quite... I've never noticed. Did you not? Is it not because he's kind of stood behind the earth? No, they actually cut off his feet. Uh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Because you can still see his feet when he's Clark Kent. Kind yeah. of. Ish. He mm. cuts it off the bootstrap. Yeah. And the American way. What's cool here as the credits end? They cut his head off as well. Why do they cut George Reeves' head off at the end of the titles? Anyway. Proper good storytelling here. As the story's already well underway as the episode begins. However, instead of actually writing and getting out a newspaper, the only employees the Daily Planet has are gawking into space. As is everybody, by the looks of things. They're just stirring up. What did you say about this if, it, if they did it now? If did it, it would be a two-parter, and this would probably be the second part. The first one would just be a bunch of plaques position and them explaining the meteorite, comes. Sort of. Yeah, the first episode would probably end with Superman colliding with the meteor. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So the, the entire Daily Planet staff would just sat here staring out of huge binoculars. Get the size of them. We was watching Burn Notice the other day, and the binoculars in that now are tiny, but probably much more powerful. I wish we could see that meteorite that's going to kill us all. Yeah, I wish we could watch our own doom. See, I prefer Phyllis Coates. Noel Neal's lovely. She just reminds me of me Nan when she was younger. But she doesn't give off that don't mess with me vibe that Coates had. And Perry's very pessimistic here. Is that real science? I don't know. That's, that's big. That is pretty large. Why bother? Perry's like, why bother putting out an edition of the newspaper? It's really not going to matter, is it? <laughs> like we're all dead. Why spend our last hours on Earth working? <laughs> I suppose I can see his point. It looks like a city or a spaceship, though. But... Yeah, well, the special effects aren't bad for 1951. Um, I thought this was the Griffin Observatory, just outside of L.A., but apparently it's Palomar. Unusually for Superman, there's a scientist here who isn't screwy or mad. Well, not quite like his accent. Yeah, yeah well. All the other scientists Superman met were insane <laughs> and ended up taking him back through time and stuff like that. <laughs> Get out of the way, I want to speak to Superman! Don't we all? Yeah. Wouldn't we all just rather speak to Superman? Superman, super. Yeah, I'm just watching. I'm not saving your lives or anything, No. I could fly and destroy the meteorite, but no, I'm just going to stay here and watch it. Well, that's what he's about to do, though, isn't it? Yeah. Let's be honest. If he's Superman, would he be able to... Uh, would... If everybody upstairs would he still be alive? Yeah. <laughs> He'd be fine. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's just not bothered. I do like his devotion to Metropolis. Maybe he's just going to watch it destroy the Earth. No one can hit Metropolis. Crap, really? <laughs> <laughs> I actually think he's quite determined and fearless here. <coughs> Ah, oh, he's brilliant here. This is my Superman. <coughs> you can see the padding in his shoulders, though, see? Yeah. When he lifts his arm up. Oh, the George Reeves needed padding. What's he doing there, are trampoline! <laughs> and there's one even in his bedroom! Yeah, he has convenient trampolines everywhere so he can take off. He has them stationed all over Metropolis. Just so he can jump on them and fly away. Oh, I don't think the flying effects are bad here for 1951
1: look,
0: looks like a different actor. No, or at it's, least the same one, they've compacted it so it looks chubbier. Yeah, they may have done something to it post-production. I don't know Here why. Here we have uh, ten minutes from flying towards Meteor. Yeah, they, they do drag this out a bit, I suppose. But they're eking out the tension. I don't really mind that. I see, again, I don't think the special effects are awful, though. I mean, what did you want for 1951? Mm. I don't know why his cape's still fluttering when he's in space, mm-hmm. but, you know, science. As uh, the Spider-Man classics guys would no doubt say. So, you can see the, the strings there, can't you? Yeah. On him. animation. That was animated. Yeah. <laughs> For use of the explosion. Which, um, reminiscent of the old serials where Superman turned into a cartoon when he took off. Really? Yeah. That's how they did the flying effects in the 1940 <laughs> 40 serials. Cool. It can't reach our atmosphere. Picture quality in this episode's a lot better than the other one, isn't it? Mm, they've done if they have tidied this up or whether this one was just better. I don't know. I don't know. That every one of us owes his wife to Superman. Of course we do. That's the world is safe again, Superman, thanks to you. Dick's meat. <laughs> 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 I bet he's got meat. I'm not saying anything while <laughs> your sister is present. <laughs> I like that shot of the Earth. the it from America? Uh. I don't know, actually, like, I couldn't tell. Right, Superman lands yeah, yeah, and America. collapses. Is it true that like, if Americans don't see America in a picture of the Earth, they don't sir so. I don't think that's true. One would you imagine they're smart enough to figure that out. Well, Especially seeing as Superman's just come crashing back to Earth. What's he got on his top, though? Oh, he uh, had a meal on the way back so <laughs> <couldn't catch> <laughs> He stopped him. off at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Right, I didn't get this bit. He gets chairs How does he get changed into Clark Kent? Why does he get changed into Clark Kent? Where has he got his clothes from? from? Hiding in a little dress. How does he know to change back into Clark Kent? Now, comic book readers, we know Superman keeps his clothes in a pocket in his cape and uses super compression to fold them and make them small. But as far as I recall, this is never actually referenced in the show. And even that doesn't explain how he knows how to change outfits. Why is... Why? Yes, she is a bit nutty, isn't she? So why has he decided that, oh, well, I shouldn't really be wearing this cape. I should be wearing this suit and glasses. I mean, I suppose they argue a bit later on that he's doing a lot of thing on instinct, isn't he? Mm. So I suppose you could argue that instinctively he thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't be dressed like this. But it's still a, a bit of a weak link, that. Take note of that newspaper headline. Okay. Superman sidetracks asteroid, lots of subheadings about it still being a menace. I do love this here, Perry's on two phones at once, and having a conversation with Lois Lane. I was on two phones at once. (laughs) He's having two different conversations. Three. Well, three, yeah, if you count Lois. They didn't believe Superman's, well, what did they think he did? Crushing to a meteor. Well, he did. And he's not stopped it. He's just knocked it off course. But it's still going to hit. No, he's Superman. Superman doesn't die. (laughs) At least not until 1993. And then he gets dead again. That's very clever. And then he gets better and gets dead again. And then Clark Kent dies. There you go. Different newspaper headline. (laughs) Superman saves city. Now... Jimmy's just sat in Clark's apartment. Yeah, just waiting for Clark. Don't know how he got in. Well, everyone seems to be able to get in. Yeah, everyone seems to be able to get in Clark's apartment, yeah. I know they didn't have DVDs back in the 50s so they could rewind and check that, but I'm pretty sure they had memories. Yeah. I don't think having a memory is a, a new invention. Yes, he does have a TV now. Mm, that's what I just saw. Because it does say here that he finds his way back to his apartment by instinct. Yeah. Which is a bit weak, let's be honest. Oh, a, I love yeah. this bit, yeah. This bit's fantastic. Clark starts getting undressed to reveal the Superman costume under his shirt, whilst Jimmy remains completely oblivious. And this is the closest we got to a shirt rip in this show. Does it? Yep. Yeah. As far as I remember, George Reeves never did a shirt rip. I could be wrong about that. Uh, Clark has obviously invested in some more Kryptonian wool since the stolen costume. Because when he goes to his cupboard in a minute, he's got a few more. Uh. Doesn't look like he had his cape on though, but whatever. So he's got a costume on under his suit. He goes into his secret closet, so there's a nice bit of continuity. His secret closet's changed, though. Well, he had to rebuild it after it got blown up, didn't he? Uh, and now he's got a couple of Superman costumes. He's got, got a Superman a his top, That's his costume. No, I mean at the top. It's like a pillow. Mm-hmm. It's a pillow bag. Talat so decides to have a shower and leave his door open. <laughs> Ah, the 50s were a more naive channel. <laughs> People would have come in and mugged into that. I'm just going to watch you in the shower, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to watch you clean your tight, tight buns. You watch that. Oh, Mr. Kent. Right, he, he felt like that. Surely he should be dead as well. Well, he's Superman though, isn't he? Is so the shows, questions should be, it should be raised. Yeah, though? well, they do mention, they do say he's the luckiest man alive. I mean, if, if he wasn't Superman, that fall would have cut his throat open. Now, as good as this episode is, there are a few lapses in logic, um. such as how he finds his way home, why he decides to change back into Clark Kent when he doesn't know who he is. He must wait a why is she looking in his bathroom? is oh, it such a bad decoration in the bathroom. that's a very good question why didn't he call a doctor this bit is dumb as dirt he's not got his glasses on why don't they recognise him I mean you stretch incredulity quite a lot to accept that a pair of glasses will disguise who he is anyway but we go along with that because that's part of the mythology but he's not wearing his specs he looks like Granddad though. Yeah. When Granddad was younger. So there you go. I mean, Anna and Granddad will always learn to Clark Kent. And she's quite uh, cool. And Andy was the Hulk. Are you sure? Yes. So Granddad's—he's been a few superheroes. Yes. In his life. DC and Marvel fighting over him though. Yes. Well, oh, that's fair enough. He's <laughs> <laughs> not white I'm anymore. White, he's <laughs> black. <laughs> he's Lawrence Fishburne now. Yeah. So he's not white anymore. And I love this. If this was now, Perry would be, you can't talk to him like that. The man's had a nasty fall. Give him some time off. And Perry's all, get back to work, you work shy fop. <laughs> I don't care if you very nearly die. <laughs> That's a very clumsy lead into the arts, isn't it? Yeah. Great Caesar's ghost. Meanwhile, i job will back. Yeah. Yeah, that handbrake seemed a bit false. disco ball. John Hamilton was waiting until the camera zoomed in on him before he delivered his line. Meanwhile, the scientist who isn't mad, <laughs> which is quite unusual, has deduced that Superman may have knocked the meteor off course a bit, but he's not stopped it. So they're still going to die. He's just sat there, just still watching, he's just it. Sat there watching it. Um, the reason I think this episode was so popular, because it is generally guided one of the best of the show, shows run, it's, it is a drastic divergence from the regular formula of the show, I mean if you've only watched these two, the show was quite formulaic, the first season it's generally a crime noir drama with Superman in it, yeah. and normally shows up for 30 seconds at the end, punches out some bad guys <laughs> and leaves because you, you, your mum used to joke about that when I was watching these it's like oh we're 26 minutes in and we've not had Superman show up yet and so he did put people's lights out and left and it shows the flexibility of the concept that it still works as a crime drama but this one's straight up sci-fi something yeah. the show didn't do a lot of proper science fiction but there's also a lot of really cool characterisation in this episode not present in the others and Reeves actually gets to do some acting for once his dual role instead of just he didn't really differentiate between Clark and Superman but here he, he makes a very vulnerable Superman and he succeeds in making the character very human something that Christopher Reeve would exploit later on This TV shows like Warren Ellis comic book <laughs> why? everyone smokes yeah well it was the 50s it's it? on a string well yeah. It's a shoestring budget. <laughs> hmm? What are you talking about? That's always been That's what they call the moon, isn't it? <laughs> Science <laughs> Oh We really should pay the Spider Man Classics boys every time we say that. You, Mr. Hey! The daily play another employee! <laughs> <day> <laughs> I was wrong. She doesn't get a speaking role though. No, she doesn't get to speak. Well <laughs> that would be a bit obvious if she got to speak. I don't care that you've no memory you've had a nasty accident you could have slit your jugular vein. Get in my office now! <laughs> don't call me chief. <laughs> Here's your office. Get in. Do some work, you work-shy fop. <laughs> and how do you propose I do that, chief? That's well, i letter in the paper. <laughs> I'll put in the Daily Planet Superman. I love Perry in this, and he's politically correct times, so we at least pretend to care about other people. Perry just keeps telling Clark he's wasting his time, and then gives him a simple assignment rather than giving him time off. <laughs> I like your oh dear me! People have complained about my laugh on this podcast. They said it shocks them, it wakes them up. Liz likes your voice, does she? Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. Of <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he suggested that as a real alternative. <laughs> um, do you know that the success of the show led to Superman spin off comics? Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane yeah. and Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen I thought they got married. had their own books. What, yeah. Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane? No. You know that character is Jimmy Olsen, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah, both books ran well into the 70s because reruns of this show went well into the 70s. Because of the colour episodes. But within the Jimmy Olsen, well, Jack Kirby Jimmy Olsen stuff tied in with the four poles. Yeah. Well. For all the fourth world stuff came out of Jimmy Olsen. That's it. I like this bit. Why? without the moon, there would be stuff with the waves and the, ocean. Yeah, the tides and everything. So because there's another one that's giving problems as well. Yeah. Science! <laughs> I do apologise, Messrs Wilson Bertone and uh, Grant for nicking your catchphrase. You have my permission to go, um and anyway, anytime you want. And I won't, I won't even charge. Take a sip every time you say anyway. take a drink every time you say anyway. Yeah, that's the only charge of saying it. You went home. <laughs> you went home. <laughs> and Perry's like, you went home? <laughs> well, I guess we're all pretty worried about Superman. Kablamo. Turn up with Penny, that's all. He's <laughs> laying it on thick there for Superman, isn't he? Superman doesn't show up, we're dead! You hear me? Dead! No pressure, then. Now, is he deducing that he is Superman from this? Oh, he's just a guy who likes to play dresser. <laughs> or is he just a guy who likes cosplay? Are <laughs> oh, they wrong with that? We right. Like, we like a bit of the cosplay. We'll look at the size of the cape. It's a Frank Quitley cape. Yes! Tiny! It is a Frank Quitley cape. Teacher. I presume he's, he's bunched it up. All through this show, Jimmy just keeps missing the target. Okay, I come here. you're already an you idiot. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. Shut up, Jimmy. Just Jimmy. giggity, giggity. He must have some trace memory because he keeps hiding the suit. Yeah. I'm trying to think about Superman. Do you suppose it's this costume that gives you this... This bit's brilliant. No, Superman, explain it to me. To this. superman explained it to me once. That costume doesn't have any particular powers. Only superman can do super things. <laughs> there You go. he didn't explain <laughs> it very well, did he? He's not like, Well, actually, Jimmy, I'm from the planet Krypton, an under Earth's yellow soul. <laughs> now, no, he just said, Only I can do super things. Does he think Jimmy's dense? On this budget, we don't have parasites yeah, on the no, we can't afford any of that. Do you think they put that scene in there to stop kids thinking they can fly if they have Superman suits on? Yeah. Because there are some people today who think that the power comes from the suit. Mm. And Jimmy's Batman explanation... Yeah, Batman can fly because he's got a cape on. Superman's powers work... Jimmy's explanation of how Superman's powers work is very weak. The costume couldn't... Have, must have some powers because in the last episode we watched, mm. it couldn't be burned or cut. I love this bit. You still wearing the glasses? Yeah. You talking to me? You, you don't see, see to anyone me. else around yeah. <laughs> um, Never before or since in this series did Clark wear the glasses while being Superman. But doesn't Brandon Ralph do it in Superman Returns? Does it? Or was that scene cut from the film? What? That scene, that Alex Ross has painted that. Yeah, where he's slouched. Where he's slouched in the chair with the specs on. He's got a bit of a gut too. Yeah, Alex Ross has painted that of an elder Superman going like why am I bothering that bit's good that's almost like the bit in Superman the movie where, Clark, where Christopher Reeve does that I don't get this bit he goes up to Superman and takes his glasses off and he's got his memory back. he's not got his memory back he's, he's kind of pieced it all together another trampoline, no- trampoline in his bedroom <laughs> you think it's quite cool he has a trampoline in his bedroom don't you I love the takeoffs in this I really do they're better than what Dean Kane used to do he would lift his cape up and just waft it over the camera (laughs) as if he was taking off you know what I love this bit is the difference between 50s acting and acting today the three actors though Lois, Jimmy and Perry just hang around while the next dialogue scene's going on with nothing to do you just stand there waiting for the next line did you land on the trampoline? No, he just jumps off a box. <laughs> That's true, that. <laughs> hey, use his bomb to blow the asteroid. Don't use your superpowers or anything. Use a bomb. Yeah, why don't you just smash it to bits? Let's see, the three of them, though.
1: Just yeah. stunt the...
0: Oh, no, Eclipse. Don't get a static shot of a meteor like that anymore. TV's changed. You can see the string, though. <laughs> Miss Lane, everyone else? Lane, everyone else? I may not. You had a pretty rough time on it before. The asteroid is burning them, but since you changed its orbit, it's cool. Now, perhaps the elements that almost destroyed you were altered in the cooling process. Do they not say sure what the elements were? No, they've got no idea. This is all just guesswork. <laughs> Trampoline! <laughs> there you go. Watch this shot of the Earth here. This is um, prior to the other shot, because if you look carefully, Arthur Dent's left his towel in the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah, I noticed that. Did start. you notice that? Yeah. A couple of shots of Superman flying from, what he he for... basically five minutes. the Yeah. You see the towel in the bottom corner. That's a cover-up. Arthur Dent left his towel. <laughs> They really do drag the tension out for the ending. But yeah. I, they do a good job on a limited effects budget. Everyone just stands around looking pensive. And like, we're going to die. Yeah, it's very 50s, but it's cool. I do, look, look at what Perry's doing, just stirring in his shoulder. <laughs> I can't make it any better if you stand close to me, Perry. Bugger off. You've got a newspaper to get out. Dragging the tension out, but still not as bad as that Spider-Man episode we did. (laughs) Some guy's planting a bomb in the background. (laughs) Some guy's planting a bomb forever in a lift. Come on, Superman. (laughs) (laughs) And now he lands in Mexico. No, he lands on the, the meteorite, kind of. That's a desert or a canyon. Well, yeah. Okay. It's a meteorite to me. That's where he landed back on Earth. It is a bit, isn't it? <laughs> it's probably Bronson Canyon in LA. Well, yeah. no matter who I am, here goes. See, so he still doesn't know who he is. Mm. So, remarkably conveniently, the second explosion restores his memory. <laughs> that was convenient. That's very convenient, wasn't it? See, same so shot again. Yeah. Use a lot of stock footage of him flying. So Lois doesn't actually do any work. No. She just sits there and watches Clark Right. No wonder he's always beaten to the good stories. The world saved from possible destruction due to its influence. Superman, who was slightly injured by his first collision in space, seemed to be completely recovered when he returned to Earth. Probably it was the second blow that... Wait a minute. How do you know all of that? Good question. You'll find out. <laughs> He's deliberately teasing her Very glad you're well again, but I'm not so sure it's much of an oh, Comedy moment at the end, though. <laughs> what did you think of that episode, eh? Funny. Did you enjoy that one? I'm glad you liked it. I did like the funniest part. Did was that funny? Yeah. super um, Against laughing away. <laughs> they always did little laughs at the end. <laughs> what did you think, Michael, when you finished? I, I quite liked it. I like both of them. Yeah. I like that. The first two series of this are really quite good. And the latter ones <laughs> are not as good as it gets a bit sillier. But it's still watchable. It's always a watchable show. Uh, the other thing that made this difference was Whitney Ellsworth and yeah. Mott Weisinger, who were both producers and. Uh, Story editor on this show. We're both involved with the comics. Yeah, and um, it plugs the comics at the end. Go and buy Superman magazines. Does it? Yeah. It, did you not see that in the credits? Based on action comics. Yeah, I don't and see Superman. it. The based on Schuster and My Peers, the other one. Mark Weisinger and Whitney Ellsworth. So, what did you think? And that's it. That's the conclusion of Hair Kids Comics Couch Potato. <coughs> Yes, we have to actually go back to doing work for the next episodes. Yeah. Making notes and editing and all that stuff. Instead of really? sitting on our asses. Instead of sitting on our asses watching TV. We yeah. should have just done this from the beginning. We've just <laughs> done audio commentaries every week. Yeah. <laughs> That's just lazy. But we are lazy. Yes. Uh, next week, I've not decided, we may do an all feedback episode, because obviously we've not done feedback for five weeks now. Michael, uh, and then we'll, at some point we'll do Supergirl just for you. Uh, And then we are going to cash in on DC's relaunch because we're nothing if not crass commercial sellouts and do uh, a relaunch couple of episodes where we will look at popular comic books from the past that have relaunched or rebooted with all new number ones. Do you have anything to say, Michael? No. Excellent, good. Podcast as usual then, where I do all the work. And you just sit there. It's the only problem working with a 15-year-old. It is. See you next week. See ya. Hey Kids Comics is and the devil will find work for idle hands to do production. Every Thursday new episodes drop at aplayland.podomatic.com You can join in the fun. We have a website where you can view the covers of the comics that we talk about. www.haykidscomics.webspace.virginmedia.com, And the show can be emailed directly at heykidscomics virginmedia.com If you're allergic to email we also have a forum www.forumforgeeks all one word.com. We are also on Facebook You can contact us using Hey Kids as the first name Comics as the surname The opinions of Michael and Andrew are the opinions of Andrew and Michael and no one else Mainly because no one else would be dumb enough to have those opinions. The music and clips used in the show are copyright their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. Michael and Andrew make no money from this, much to their chagrin. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Hey Kids Comics. <laughs>